Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sugar Freedom Show. It's Catherine Gordon, the author of Sugar Freedom, which you can find at www.sugarfreedom.com. So today's show is another coaching call or coaching show dealing with the six-week transformation challenge. On Monday, we signal the beginning of the last two weeks of the challenge. Now, what you should have found by now and what several of my students have found at Gordon's studio is not just weight loss, but fat loss. Your waist should be shrinking. Your energy should be up. And those are some of the positive things that you may have found. Now, another thing you may have found is hmm, things might be getting a little bit dull in the recipe front. So I do have a recipe to share for you today, but I also have some strategies for you to use in the next two weeks to understand why we may not want to spark up or over-entice that appetite right now. So there's a few things that we need to get settled for the next two weeks that I want you to do and you to try, which I also am giving my coaching clients to try. So the number one thing for the next two weeks to really bring it in strong and to have great results, which we all want and which you deserve, is to follow the basic strategies that we've already had in place. So the first one is drink your tonic every day. And one more time, the tonic is very simple. One tablespoon of Bragg's apple cider vinegar, a tablespoon of lemon juice. You can sweeten that with a little bit of liquid stevia or stevia. Now, you can drink it with 16 ounces of water, which will dilute it, or you can put in just a little bit of water, drink it down fast, and then follow it with another glass of water. Speaking of water, this is really important. For the next two weeks, you've got to be getting in your two glass, your eight glasses of water a day. And the way I do that is I put a piece of paper up on my refrigerator, I have my pitcher right next to my refrigerator, and I mark off every time I drink a glass of water. And I also offer myself some kind of prize or some kind of treat that's going to add up once I have all eight glasses of water during the day. Now, if I want a larger goodie, then uh, I'm going to go for making sure I get all eight glasses of water for seven days in a row. And that might be, you know, a new wear, a new pair of workout tights, a new pair of shoes, um, or, or it could be something smaller. It could just be time on my own, uh, a bubble bath, whatever it happens to be. But it is a good idea to allow yourself some kind of non-food prize that you're going to get for drinking that water. Because one of the things that I find and my students find is that it's not that it's hard to drink water, but it gets a little bit dull, and it's just another one of those tasks. So it's not a bad idea to give yourself a little reward for that. The other thing I want to talk about for the next two weeks, and I'll give you an example. Sometimes a ketogenic, low-carb, high-fat diet can get a little bit, you're eating the same thing over and over and over. Certainly people talk about getting tired of, of eggs and, yes, even bacon and, and meat and, and cheese if you're eating cheese. And then, of course, we eat a lot of above-ground vegetables. Your salads, your spinach, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, these are delicious foods, but they can get a little bit dull after a while. One of my students was asking for uh, some new ideas of things that we could have. And so I gave her my recipe for oopsie bread. It's really easy. It's made by whipping egg whites with a little salt and then mixing the egg yolks with cream cheese. And then you mix those together and then you make little uh, rounds out of them and then you bake them in the oven at 300 degrees for 25 minutes. 
Now, the only thing about it is that sometimes these oopsie breads, as wonderful as they are, and you can put uh, cream cheese or fruit or you could even use them as a bun, as lovely as they are, sometimes they do echo the consistency of bread. I mean, that's the whole point. And what I have found personally is, let's be honest, my, my compulsive overeating, my sugar and grain addiction are so severe that sometimes when I eat foods that have the same texture as my trigger foods, for example, uh, cream cheese or bread-like, even low-carb bread-like products, sometimes those can cause me to overeat. They overstimulate my appetite. So the point I'm making is, is that you can make some fun substitutions like oopsie bread for bread, but you do have to be very careful that they are not overstimulating your appetite. In other words, a serving would be two of the oopsie rounds. But when I ate, I made these yesterday, yesterday, and when I ate them, I found that I really was craving more. I didn't want to stop at two. So I went ahead and set those aside, and I'm not going to be eating them for the next two weeks starting on Monday. The reason why is uh, I want to have great results. We're going to do pictures. I am in the turbulence training contest, which is the pro division, and that's a different contest, and that's run by Craig Ballantyne, and that's a 12-week contest. But I want, I want everything to be on point for the next two weeks so that I, I have great results and I can take great pictures. So let's recap that idea. There are lots of substitutions. There are incredible recipe books. My friend Diana Coolian has done a recipe book that um, pulls out grain and sugar uh, for the most part. She does use uh, some maple sugar and some coconut sugar in some of the recipes, which I don't use. But there are amazing substitutions for all of the things that we enjoy, cakes and cookies and muffins and even bread. The issue is is that for someone who is a compulsive overeater like me and who is a sugar addict like me, sometimes when we create these foods out of coconut flour or almond flour, sometimes the consistency is so close to the original that I end up overeating them anyway. And if you're like me, you have to be really observant and say, oh, okay, what if I make this muffin with coconut flour? What's going to happen when I eat that? Am I going to be able to eat a standard serving? Am I going to be satisfied with just one? Or do I get that desire to overeat? And if that is the case, you've got to step back and keep it simple. This is also what I would like to coach everyone to consider as we're coming into the last two weeks of this Sugar Freedom Challenge. Keep it simple. One of the most important keys to the success of this program for me and for everyone who comes to the studio and for my listeners and my readers is this understanding that we want to satisfy the appetite. We don't want to overstimulate the appetite. So, for example, right now I'm sitting here and I've had my wonderful, simple crock-pot chicken thighs. I had some delicious sautéed red chard with that. Oh, my goodness, it was inexpensive at the store. Chopped it up, sautéed it in raw organic butter. Oh, my goodness, it was so good. Add a little bit of salt and pepper, and it was so delicious. Completely full, completely satisfied, don't feel deprived, and don't feel like I need to go back for more. Now, if I had decided to add blueberries and cream cheese or if I had decided to add oopsie bread to that, I might not be feeling so satisfied right now. So this is what we have to come to understand if we have any issues with overeating, whether it's compulsive or whether it's sugar addiction. The difference is for years and years I was full 
but not satisfied. Now I'm full but not overfull, and I'm completely satisfied, and that allows, allows me to naturally and spontaneously reduce my energy intake, but not severely. There's another thing that I want to talk about today is that this understanding of what stress does to our eating strategy and our ability to eat well and to be calm and satisfied and happy. One of the difficulties that I see and the biggest difficulties that I see in my work as a transformation coach is among individuals, and yes, it's it's usually women like me, who have been under-eating for years. In other words, they've been in a state of almost chronic starvation for maybe even the last 20 years. And this is the most difficult thing that I see, is that this is very stressful to the body, and this is where I see a great deal of difficulty in releasing fat, in releasing pounds, is in the individual who's been in this chronic state of almost starvation for, for a long, long time. And where is that chronic state? Well, if you're looking in terms of calories and energy, and believe me, I've been studying this hard for the last eight years, trying to figure out what it was exactly that I finally did that allowed me to lose those 65 pounds and keep them off forever, is that there is, pardon the uh, sweet reference, but there is a sweet spot. I find that if I try to chronically eat 1,200 calories a day for a long time, um, fat loss stalls and it also unfortunately leads to, le- leads to binging and overeating for me. For me, and remember, I'm only five foot one, and that's on a good day in the morning. Um, for weight loss and fat release, right around 1,400 or 1,450 calories a day just seems to be perfect. Maintenance, right around 1,700. That maintains my weight. But if I try to push it to 1,350 or to 12, I call it getting greedy. Man, all I, invi- all I seem to invite is a complete stall or a binge. So the sweet spot for me at five foot one and 123 pounds is right around 1450. 1200 is too low, and getting into 1800 or 2000 is too high. And once again, that's the reality. At 15 years old, 15 years old, yeah, that's how old I feel. At 50 years old, with the metabolic shenanigans I've been doing since I've, I've been eight years old, my maintenance calories are right around 1,700 a day. And I know the standard American diet, they, you know, they give you 2,000. Like, no, that's not quite right for me. But then again, 1,200, which you know, a lot of people will tell you, oh, yeah, lose weight, just cut your calories to 1,200. That's a little bit too low, and that definitely, for me, starts to lead to some disordered eating. So there you have your water strategy, you've got your tonic strategy, and also the strategy of keeping it simple. So if you own Sugar Freedom, if you own the Sugar Freedom program, what you're sticking to is a moderate amount of organic, high-quality protein, a significant amount of organic, high-quality fat, and then as much of the above-ground green leafy vegetables as you wish moderate amounts of carrots and onions and radishes and some of the below-ground vegetables. Um, Salsa, seasonings, these are things that can make your diet a little bit more interesting, make your meal plans a little bit more interesting. But to everyone out there who really wants to get fantastic results over the next two weeks, what I would suggest to you is to focus more on satisfaction than we focus on variety. So I'll give you an example. We still have two more bonus days coming. So maybe a bonus day was yesterday or today. For me, the bonus day would include things like this. 
blueberries, strawberries, high-quality cheeses, almonds, walnuts, and also things like the oopsie bread. But whereas for somebody who's never had any metabolic difficulty, someone who's never been obese, why their bonus day might be anything goes. It might be ice cream or cake or, you know, a couple of cocktails. They, if you, if, if you are never have had serious metabolic problems, in other words, you've never been obese or you've never felt that you were addicted to sugar, you might be able to have a bonus meal that looks like that. But if you're like me and you are a compulsive overeater and you are addicted to sugar and grains, then your bonus meal might simply be an extra serving of fruit, it might be some extra nuts, or it might be a really high-quality cheese, something along those lines. And I hope that that makes sense to you, and I also hope that if you really want fantastic results over the next two weeks, that you will once again, and I'll repeat it, focus on satisfaction rather than appetite stimulation to really, really bring it home. And then what we want to do is after March the 22nd, March the 23rd, when we finish the challenge, we want to come in for what I call a soft landing. And that means we want to go into maintenance for a couple of weeks, maybe explore things like like Ezekiel bread, Ezekiel pitas, um, adding back some more potato, more sweet potato for the soft landing, which means that we're not going to be actively losing. We're also going to see if we can add some more high-quality vegetable or fruit-based carbohydrates round out our meal plan. But understanding that the fat release meal plan that, that I follow and that we see working at Gordon's studio and that we work, see working among the challengers is going to be simpler, and I'll repeat it again. It is based on high-quality organic protein, a moderate amount, probably about three ounces a meal if it's three, in, uh, three meals a day, maybe four if you're a taller individual, maybe even five if you're a male, and then uh, plenty of high-quality organic fats, which would be grass-fed butter, coconut oil, avocados or ghee, and then unlimited above-ground vegetables, and then a moderate amount of vegetables like carrots and radishes and onions. And if you can handle it, and if it doesn't spike your appetite, potatoes and sweet potatoes, and then, of course, low-sugar fruits. During the fat-releasing phase, which is going to continue for the next two weeks, you want to keep those fruits to one serving a day, my favorite organic Granny, Granny Smith apples, which are low in sugar. And so I want to leave you today with some of the benefits of apple cider vinegar, which I was talking about two weeks ago. <laughs> Listen to this list. You can use it for sunburn, aftershave, insect bites, stomach aches, sinus infections, hair tonic, acid alkaline balance, um, arthritis, tooth whitener, chronic fatigue, weight loss, which is what we're using it for, diabetes, obesity, flu, warts of all things, varicose veins, blood pressure, fungus, gout, facial toner, inflammation, aha, sore throats, migraines, sinus infections, allergies, kidney stones, cancer, nausea, asthma, heartburn, and as a diuretic. Aha, that's another thing I want to leave you with this week. So as we are releasing fat, we're also releasing bloat, so don't forget Drink your water, enjoy things like cucumber, celery, mushrooms, cilantro, parsley, all those wonderful things that we add to continue to release fat and also release bloat so we can really bring it home and look great. If you have any questions, you can email me at 9catherine9 at gmail.com or catherine at sugarfreedom.com. I hope you enjoyed this week's call. Just wishing you great success. 
the last two weeks start on Monday. Let's all bring it home. Let's satisfy that appetite instead of stimulating that appetite and have a wonderful week. Talk to you soon, everybody. Bye-bye.